Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Riley, and you are listening to Marketing 101. Um, I want to just go ahead and uh, thank everybody so much for tuning in. Um, I, I didn't realize how many people were actually listening to this. And so now that I see that there is an audience and there's um, interest in the content that I'm putting out, um, my uh, partner Lewis and I, we've we've been um, making a lot of content in the last month, um, pretty much speaking three or four times a week. So I have about 12 to 15 episodes um, lined up for you guys, and I'm just going to start pumping them out. Um, most likely, I'm going to have it pop up like once a day, you know, so uh, be on the lookout. Uh, make sure that you subscribe if you're listening to this and uh, that so that you get notifications. And, um, you know, I don't really want to talk too much. I want to just jump right into the episode. But if you can, um, if you do like this content and, um, you know, maybe marketing is something that uh, you're a little bit less interested in learning, but you know you need to get it done and you want to uh, maybe hire a marketing consultant or an advertising agency, uh, I recommend heading on over to rds.marketing and getting in contact with me. Um, I am a Facebook certified marketing consultant, and I also have the ability to really run uh, any type of digital advertising um, at scale. So if that's something you're interested in, head on over to rds.marketing and Without too much ado, we're going to get into the episode. Uh, I just want to preface this a little bit. Uh, Lewis and I are pretty much just talking about the basics of marketing and what he and I uh, look for in a potential client. So with that, let's get in it. Thanks. You're good. Thanks. Got this microphone and I got this microphone so that I can do interviews and not have to move this back and forth. Yeah, that's a good one. I got that uh, that wireless mic too. It works really, really well. Yeah, I finally paired it and seems to be working. So, but for now, I have the little shirt microphone hooked up. I also might have to ditch out halfway through this and go get some silicone lubricant for this chair, so that that discontinues. I want to close this up. No nah, man, it just adds to the adds to the allure. I think I'm alluring enough. <laughs> Sorry, you just lost eight viewers. I don't have any viewers yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're just viewing for our own viewing pleasure. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I lost. I launched this channel like three days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, three or four days ago, I got three videos on it. Uh, you know, I said I'd be making one every day, but I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but I already got six subscribers. Like, wow. Yeah. So, um, I'm totally I jealous. Ran some, I ran some ads on the second video. So what I, like I, I ran it on, um, what did I do? I, I did, uh, like suggested videos. So like when you're watching a video, um, it's like in the top right hand corner. Um, yep. like, like not on the full screen. Like it's not intrusive. It's not, you know what I mean? It's just like, Hey, you might be interested in this. Click on it. Okay. Oh, you ran a YouTube ad with your YouTube yeah. published video. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I ran a YouTube ad. Um, you know, it cost me like 50 bucks for like 150 views. So the, the cost wasn't there, but it wasn't too finely targeted. So like it's, I got screwed because when I first started running them, 
it wasn't working because I put uh, copyrighted text in the in the in the call out. So okay. they wouldn't. And so I didn't realize that. And I'm sitting there adjusting the bid and stuff like that. So that, like trying to figure it out. But yeah, it seems like um, so the the pre roll stuff is really cheap, like extremely cheap, right? But that's like intrusive, and you know, um, it works if like your stuff is on message. But if you're trying to attract a new audience, like it it's starting off like kind of in the negative. It's not, I mean? it's not framed right. It's not, they're not, it's not right. intent-based marketing. Right. It's interrupted exactly. marketing. So what I'm doing is I'm doing the, the search, not, not the, yeah, the, the search type of uh, ads. I don't know what the fuck they're called. I'll show you in a bit. Um, okay. Search-based ads. And they're a little bit more expensive, but they're, uh, they're more like catered. You know what I mean? So like oh. mine was, extremely specific it was like how to launch a like a wordpress site you know what i mean like really yeah, and then and and you paid a lot for it for the 150 views but every single one of those people were somebody who actively sought your video out right and now rds marketing can send them ads on google because they so YouTube and, and Google, obviously they're linked, but that's how they're linked is you can, you, oh, because YouTube is the audience. It's the one that holds the audience. Right, right. It so it contains the audience like Facebook contains an audience, whereas right. Google doesn't contain an audience. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. So you build your audience using YouTube and then you take that audience over to Google and advertise to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, that audience is already, um, you know, if you, if you linked it all together in the beginning, which you should, cause you're running the ads, um, that audience is already there. You know what I mean? Like you just have to like do some clicks to actually make it targetable, but it's okay. already there. Yeah, I mean, YouTube even shows you, like, create an audience. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you're doing. But, you know, what I notice is a lot of people, like, you know, I think, mo like, I don't know if it's most people, but a lot of people, like, just don't believe in paying for stuff. <laughs> so Every ad that I want to run, like, once we're, and, and I got to start, we need to start doing this too quickly. Like, remember what I was talking about is ideally, you know, we do want, to do funneled advertising, you know, where we create the audience and then we speak specific messages to them so that they are more receptive to us asking for a purchase or a, a call to action, you know, but we also have to be working on those ads that are just to general audience and have a call to action. Right. Because A, we need to be doing that and B, our customers are going to demand that in the beginning because they aren't going to understand this and they're not going to be, you know, unless they understand it, they're not going to be willing to pay for three months in a row before we even try to get them results. Well, that's a, that, so, um, you know, Frank Kern and his IBB method talks about, um, uh, he, he talks about like educating your customer, you know, like while they're in the discovery phase. Yes. And that's why I was bringing this up. I a hundred percent agree. Like, we need to be directly subliminally messaging that everything is about how much are you willing to pay for a customer? Right. Like I have customers for sale. 
Well, that, that's exactly it. You know, I have, um, I have customers for sale. Man, like, I, you know, I, I think people are like a little, you know, I, I'm kind of the same way. They're a little too caught up in, in the hype of like buying customers and stuff like that. Like, okay. I get the sales part of it, but I think we're trying to attract branding cover like customers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, yeah, no, I get you. I mean, that's, yeah. that would be all of the other services other than directly advertising. Like building an audience is more for branding. No, right. Yes and no. I mean, they have, that has dual value. Whereas having a website isn't about s selling your product. It's about branding. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I guess it, it, it de depends on the customer. You know what I mean? Like ultimately what, what the, what the client wants, but mm -hmm. I think like, especially for our purposes, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, it, it, it eliminates the, the right now mentality. You know what I mean? And, and the, the having to prove something. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't, I don't know if that's the best way to, to start as like, I know you can, it's one way, but I don't know if it's the best way to start a relationship, like having to have proven yourself, you know? No, I mean? that's, you're right. That's not the way <laughs> we build relationships on a human to human basis, you know? I mean, we do because we make statements and then we have to, you know, hey, I'm going to call you at this afternoon. Let's do a Zoom meeting. And if I ghost on you, you're not going to, you know, you know, so we are making deals and upholding little commitments, but it's a lot different than, hey, I'm going to bring you 10 leads in a month and you're going to make $10,000. Right. So that, that's a lot of commitment for a brand new relationship. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I can't remember where I was talking about it, but uh, I think like I, I just posted how I was getting um, leads for uh, like a, qu a quarter or something, like 50 cents or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, dude inboxed me and they were like, hey man, um, can, can you get me leads like for, for, that, for that much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, no, dude. And, and I'm not going to tell you I can like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that's why I, I agree. It's, it's, it, it is about, it's, it's about selling about buying leads and buying customers essentially, <laughs> but it also has to be set up with correct expect expectations. Like, um, and, and in reality, any business that sells something, if they're any good at it, they should, if they can lose $10, but gain a new customer, that's a good deal because they should have either a way to repeat business with that customer, or they need to have a good referral. They're doing a good job and they just know that they get two referrals with every new customer. Right. You know, and, you know that's why I think so. You know, I think that, first of all, I think there needs to be like a lot more structure introduced to this community because uh, there isn't any at all. And so for I us, 100% agree. Yeah. 
like that's why go ahead so yeah so um like i think we need to make a strong different uh like a, a strong dividing line between like small businesses and entrepreneurs you know what i mean yeah um like people who understand and like no business and people who are like trying to be successful. Like I think it's, a, I think that's, that's exactly a, it, dude. Yeah. You know, you nailed it. We just need to decide, are we dealing to the, are, are we, that's intent based marketing anyways. Are we talking to this, knowing your audience, are we talking to this kind of person or are we talking to this kind of person? Right. Cause you know, I notice, and I don't know if it's just because of the audiences that I'm in myself on Facebook. Like I notice a lot of the, advertising directed at me is um you know the the stuff to get you excited uh <laughs> um you know like hot leads or uh like run an agency automated like you know, stupid shit like that yeah uh, and you know i you know I've, I've been taking a look at like my my copy and just thinking about it and i think that like even for for how i'm going about it like to really get that, like, you know, I'm not saying we should, we should be going after them, but most small business owners tend to lean toward the right. Um, you know, they tend to be, uh, a, a little bit, um, pragmatic, uh, actually like a extremely pragmatic, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, There's and that type of like conversation just doesn't appeal to them. You're right. In my opinion. And, and, and I think the ones that it does, you kind of want to watch out for because they like, there might be some desperation there. Yeah. Well, so let's, and we're, we're on the subject of small business person here, not, not the entrepreneur. Cause an entrepreneur, like it's easy to distinguish between the two. You go, what's your current cost to acquire a new customer? Right. Yeah. Ask them any business question. The entrepreneur is going to go, $835.22. And the small business person is going to go, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I think it's going to go the other way around. Really? I think the small business person understands the price to cut because a lot of these guys are already doing direct mail. Um, you know, they have advertising budgets. It might not be much, but it's probably a thousand dollars a month at least. I'm talking about okay. like the brick and mortar people that like have been around for 20 years. They understand the, the numbers, the people who don't are the people like me, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the people who have been doing business for like a year or two and calling themselves small business owners and, and acting like they have a business around them. Cause it's really easy to do on the internet. Yep. You know what I mean? But those are the people who like, um, they like you're fishing, right? They're the, they're the, the fish that get caught in the net that, that you don't want. Yes. Uh, yep. Well, I, I don't know. You know, when, because here, here's, here's what I'm saying, like where I'm coming from, okay. those people are trying to do something. Oh, I can't yeah. deal. I don't have time to deal with anybody who's trying right. to do anything. Right. I can't. I'll talk right. to them. I'll talk to them. But if they don't identify themselves as one of those person people, and I, I identify them as that first, I'm done. Right. I'm get That's another ounce of my time. You know, it's funny because a lot of the people that follow me 
and even my audience and this isn't how I'm targeting it. I think it's just because like people that uh, look like you tend to uh, like, and trust you. Yeah. Um, it's my audience is 18 to 24, like 18 to, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Male. yeah. So don't worry about that. I mean, that's just the way it is though. You're right, going to, my point is, is that like, I can't, like I could, but I like, it's not really going to be effective for me to run ads on my audience. No. You know, yes, tell dad about me or something, you know, I like I, I was analyzing like my clientele and it's, it's men between the ages of 35 and 55. Mm -hmm. And the people who, those are not the same people who follow me no. on social media. No. No, I agree with that. I mean, my, and, and my followers, you know, I mean, I've got a lot of followers on Instagram and I would assume they're, they're kind of in the same thing, you know, they're going to be more of, well, I don't know, you know, my lug nut Louie is changing big time. I'm getting followers that are business people with 10,000 followers themselves, you know, 24,000 followers, things like that. Um, but I agree that I don't, I, you know, right now I don't see my followers as where I want to go to. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Yeah, not at all. I see them as a group of people that may buy some retail products someday down the road. Should I decide to be doing that? Well, so the way I, the way I look at it is these are the people that I'm educating so that yep. the person they work for, or they themselves in, in a year or two will, will think of me when they're looking for, you know, when they, they're already established and, yep. and hopefully they'll have been using my content to get them, you know, to where they're going. Yeah. Um, well, that's I mean, the way that, yeah. I mean, and and that, that, really the, the only reason otherwise I post stuff on my page is so that like, if I am courting a potential client, they can go and see like when they look me up that that to me is the hundred percent reason you, 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 right. you, you know, and it, and plus then it records and it's there, it's going to be there forever so that somebody can also go back and see you speaking two yeah. years ago and know that you're still doing the same thing today that you were doing back then. And, you know, just yeah. create consistency and that, that, you know, so, you know, Gary V talks about document don't create, and um, like, I understand that now probably like more than like way more than when he first started saying it. Um, uh -huh. So my girlfriend yesterday, she wants to start running ads on Pinterest and like she started, like she hasn't started running the ads, but she started crafting in that, them, you know, yep. target stuff like that. Um, yep. So she does like the only thing she used Pinterest for is to find recipes for to cook. Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. she would just have Pinterest open when she's cooking. Right. Okay. She has like a hundred reoccurring monthly visitors, like 150, Re That's like people regularly coming to her, like just a, a a collection of recipes that she made herself. Like she's not advertising it. There's nothing about her on there. It's, you know what I mean? Yep. She already has a following on Pinterest. Like it's ridiculous. The point I want to make is that like there are people you know, and people don't think about this when they're making stuff for themselves, but they're like, the reason you want to put your stuff on the internet, even if it's just for yourself is that other people are going to find it. Yes. Like, like th that's how crazy it is. Like, you just do it for your own note taking essentially. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that becomes your claim to fame. I mean, that's what I learned in doing this video that we're going to go shoot tomorrow was I was trying to script a story about something, you know, you'll see it. But instead of scripting it, I needed to just ask the questions and let the story play out. Right. You know, so it, it, it is more of a documenting than a creating. I was trying to create the story by just talking to the camera and then I got done looking at it and I was like, I mean, if I'm bored looking at my self talks, think how other people are gonna feel. <laughs> right. And we real and then but we also got some questions on film and we we're like, well, that's gold right there. It's a question and a sincere answer that displays an emotion, and that emotion is what I was trying to capture anyways. So sorry, no a little off tangent, but I liked what you said about the uh, documenting, not not this is good, man. This is where the best content comes from is like, in my opinion, um, I, I don't like when, when people have, uh, like, uh, an agenda, you know what I mean? Especially yes. for, especially for like, it's different if you're, if you're making like a lot, like a, like a movie or something, it makes sense. Like if you have a story you're trying to tell, but I think for like, especially for social media, it's easier to like ha have an intention and then like operate or like like use the questions around that intention but like when you try to in my opinion when you try to script things it becomes like like you put yourself inside a box you know what yeah. i mean like yep. your frame of reference is extremely structured so like it most conversations happen through like spontaneity and like they get more creative you know what i mean yes. if, it's, if it's a good conversation and you can't do that with a script no you know, that's why I think, um, you know, they talk about selling. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, you, you look on YouTube, like how to sell, right? And they'll, they'll all say, you need a script. Like, you got to be reading your script, man. How many times have you recited your script, like, in front of the mirror? <laughs> like, do well, you know I'm going to agree with that and disagree with it. You know, I mean, there's, there, you, you got to learn the script because the script trains your mind on the events that need to take place in an order because right. those events create an understanding between you and the client. But I mean, Andy sums it up the best. It's that selling has to be, um, it's a, an alignment of interests. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be, I can sell without aligning the interests but then you're going to go back and you have a, not even a 50, 50 chance of being a happy customer. Well, I mean, a, a successful sale, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, a well, a successful sale breeds more sales and grows your business independently of the profit that you made on that one little sale, you know, because the successful sale creates more sales right. because it creates an experience that's beneficial to the, customer and when the customer benefits in addition to obviously the you know the developer benefiting when the customer benefits they share the story and they come back for more and they they're happy they buy more themselves and they tell other people to buy and there's nothing more powerful than that you know like and if you're if you have to sell your product without making sure that uh that that um the need is there then you're 
in a tough position as a salesperson, you know, like I hated selling insurance. Yo, dude, that was the worst. That was the worst. Well, I, well, I loved selling it when it was needed, but I couldn't stand, I didn't even try to sell it. And they wanted me to convince them that they needed insurance. It's like, life whoa. Insurance. Yeah, life insurance is tough, but I mean, I'm a believer, a huge believer in the product. I'm a believer in life insurance too, but it's, it's different when you're, you know, <laughs> I was trying to sell to my peers. Like, <laughs> yes. have- oh, <laughs> you can't, like, how, how you can you? Sell- with something to lose like life yeah. insurance you know <laughs> well, well but it's just it's it's a product designed for a reason and when that reason is there it's a great product but man I mean, if it's it, not there know, yeah not to go off on a tangent about life insurance personally i like the <laughs> uh the hybrid that mixed with a was a universal and whole life like hybrid yeah. that's a real good option um yeah you should definitely look that up most plans don't offer that if they if they do they're not going to talk to you about it because it is so good um but you know the thing about life insurance is like you can't target the dude who you're trying to get a policy written on like <laughs> you got to target his wife or like his kids or some shit like that well unless it's like a bit in, in i mean there's a lot of good business reasons to own life insurance for business purposes yeah, uh, yeah. and then it's a no brainer like like you just explain it and but once again it's like when you explain something and you're doing a good job explaining it and they don't get it I mean, yeah. it's time to just pack it and up. And they're sitting in your office and they're just looking at you. Yeah, you know, they're like, <laughs> you know, they gotta, they gotta see the value for it themselves, and then, and that's when you're aligning the interests. You know, you're saying, yeah. hey, this is, I, all I can do is tell you the reasons why you should have this, why you shouldn't have it, and which one would suit you the best. Have you read? Um, this is another Napoleon Hill book, How to Sell Your Way Through Life. No, no, I haven't. Dude, it's so good. It's so okay. good. It's so good. And, and and I can probably guarantee you that anybody who's like studied sales or written a handbook on sales is basing it off of this book. Okay. Just have well, everybody who, who's in the personal development or basing it off of Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Like, um, man, that dude, he, he was spot on with a lot of things. But, you know, he talks about how use a script and what he's saying is you know i i I talked about this with you before like neutralize the prospect's mind and there's various ways in which you can neutralize the prospect's mind and you can use a script to neutralize the prospect's mind but most people when they're especially if they're not like learning sales from an actual salesperson that like has successfully sold um Mm -hmm. they're they're learning how to how to counter you know what I mean? Like that, that's what they're learning. Like how to overcome objectives. It's overcome yeah. objectives. Or yeah. Objections. That like, okay. But that makes it, um, like war. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, right, 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 right. I, I was, you know, couldn't find the word confrontational. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so Dan, I think it was Dan Kennedy, uh, or John Carlton. One of those guys posted the, it was a long time ago at their conference and, he was saying that sales is naturally confrontational. Like if you're, if like you're making somebody like you're putting you, first of all, you're making them uncomfortable, like by offering a solution to a problem they have now they're like, they're, they're uncomfortable because they know they now know there's a solution out there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yep. There is a lost cost to not taking the solution, but like, so that right there, just in that moment, that creates confrontation, right? And, and, and then you have to like, 
you know, not, not to mention like the things that their wife might say or stuff like that. And like, I, I can't sum it up as well as he did, but I never saw it like that. Like I never, it never really made sense to me, but it, I understand it now. And that's why like Napoleon Hill says, once the confrontation is made, then you need to neutralize the prospect's mind. So here's how I did that in roofing sales and I realized that I realized because I do have a written out script. It's not a script. It's an outline of the order that I'm going right, to talk right, about right. things. Right. That's you're, you're, just like the story brand where you, you walk them through the process. Yep. Yep. So after the, you know, the chit chat, it goes into, you know, and I think this is the same for every sales plan or sales process. You want to reiterate the why am I here? Like it's look, even though it's like, hey, I know I'm here because I knocked on your door and asked if I could look at the roof, okay? I know that's why I'm here, but let's talk about why you let me in. Right. After I ask, why am I here? And right. it's, they're gonna go, well, because we know that we need a new roof. This and this, we know that. It, so then I could be, it could go, it'll go, um, well, it doesn't look like you need a new roof. It looks pretty brand new. So tell me what's going on here. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's, but it's been leaking here and here. And we found out that it's defective. Or they'll be like, well, you know, a storm hit. And then you can be like, da, 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 da. So after that, you know, then I go into, so what do you hope to accomplish by us meeting here today? You know, are you just, price, so I can learn what they're, they're trying to do. Are, they, are you guys price shopping? Am I the first one in the door? Am I the last one in the door? Blah, 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 blah but you know, learn what they want to do. Oh, we want to figure out how to get a roof. And then, and then I'm going to ask them, so when you make your decision about who you're going to buy from, what is the most important factor or what are the important factors when purchasing a roof? And that's kind of a setup question because I know the answer for most people. It's going to be, well, we want to get a good roof, good quality job done for a cheap price you know, blah, 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 the, the age old thing. And that's what sets me up to actually do the neutralize the prospect is that letting them answer that question. And then I can right. say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm never the cheapest guy, but it is important. To, I agree with you. It's imp very important to me as a company to do good work and to do it for a fair price. And exactly. then I talk about, then I talk about fair price and I tell them, this is what a fair price is for your roof. And it's a wide range because there's a wide range of companies that are capable of doing a good job on your roof. Anywhere from a small guy with a couple of guys on his crew, all the way up to a huge company that does great work and has hundreds of employees. They all have to charge different numbers. So a fair price from your roof for your roof is gonna have a 40% swing. It's gonna be anywhere from $250 a square to $350 a square. And I'm gonna be in the middle towards the high end. But that's not the most important thing to me. Well, I mean, uh, who price shops on a roof? Here, here, but this is the cool part is this is the, I just realized that this was the neutralization part too. Is that I say, that's not the important. And this is where I align our interests and then neutralize them. And they get me there. They finally start to trust me. Like, but that's, those things are important to me, but that's not the most important thing to me. The most important thing here is the safety of your family while I'm doing this work, the safety of your neighborhood and your neighbors while I'm doing this work, and the safety of my workers while we're doing this work. And yeah, then they're man. like, That's then they're like holy shit, you know? Now I can trust this guy because he's actually thinking about stuff nobody ever even talked about.
Right. Yeah, I noticed um, if you look at a lot of direct mail, uh, they'll talk about how, you know, they're, they're rated the, the number one safe, you know, or whatever. A lot of big companies um, talk about safety. And, um, you know, you, you would think it's, I'm not saying this is you, but you would think that like it's, it's for, uh, it's, it's for like an, it's an internal thing. But no, it's, it's mostly because safety is a, it's a good consumer word, you know, and especially during a sale, if you just even mentioned the word safety. Well, like, it's a dual, it's, it's like I want to make it presented as a bigger deal to them. It is a, a huge deal for us because I just don't, I don't need to make money so bad that one of my workers loses his leg because of it, you know? Right. But it's, it's for you. Um, so sit, <laughs> this is f funny because I like I worked a lot in like industrial places that like like the GE where they go like overboard on safety. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's it for you. It's a priority, but it's always a priority. So it, it's second hand. You yes. Know what I mean? No, we're always doing it. It's like what you do when you do construction. If you're any good right. at it, you'd be right. safe. Right. But like it really so in. It, it makes the sales process because you're using that word like specifically so family and safety safe family roof safe family like roof you know what i mean like doesn't get any better than that yeah <laughs> and, you know it, it literally like it's it's part of maslow's needs so like <laughs> yeah i do that that's why you know like you're able to make hundreds of thousands of dollars like selling roofs and that's what, but that same line of thinking needs to be adapted on how we approach our prospects. And then it also needs to be adapted in an under, how we approach our prospects, it needs to be adapted so that our prospects understand that when they become a client, we're going to help them approach their prospects in that state of mind as well. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, Frank Kern says that uh, one of the, the last things you do before you close a client is called the demonstration of power. And I, I never realized that, like, you know, I, I like to just, instead of doing things, I like to say what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that right there is a demonstration of power. Just being able to say what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so like if we can say it's, like, it's full disclosure exactly exactly so you know during the sales process or, or you know whatever if you if we can just say hey this is what we do we like to use these phrases for the subliminal effect that it has on the prospect's mind you know it makes them less antagonistic less reactive like mm -hmm. I, th I think just, you know, not saying straight up like wh why you do it, but it is saying straight up why you do it. But I think there's a way that you can say it that makes it sound better. Because a lot of a lot of people start thinking, you know, oh, talking about mind and, and psychology. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, they don't. They're turned off by the fact that people have an intention and then do things to have that thing take place. Right, and they they see it as manipulation. They see it as manipulation, and and I mean, the fact is it is, is that it is, but it's it's just like the word contract. You never use the word contract. You use the word agreement, even though it is a fucking contract. Like, 
yes, I'm manipulating you. Please manipulate me into being a better person. I gladly will take your manipulation, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's like- uh, that's, that's my mindset. Yeah, it's like when you, want, when you want to bang a girl, but you don't want to tell her you want to bang her. <laughs> <laughs> Except eventually you probably should tell her. Uh, a lot of times you don't even need I to. really want. <laughs> and that's what, but, but it also is when you are saying those words, you know that it's going to come true at that point. Right. That's the display of power right there. But I think, you know, I don't want to go too much further into this, but yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a way to, <laughs> you know, like you don't just go up to a girl and say, hey, I want to bang you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but eventually in conversation, it may come up. Like, yeah, I, I think well, I just. Think, so how that translates to what we've been talking about here is we are, you know, we're always trying to communicate better to everyone we interact with so that we can all have a better life. Right. And in our job, in our business here as digital marketers, for lack of a better term, until I figure out a better thing to call myself, I'm going to call myself that. But it's, you know, we do marketing, which is building sales. I don't even like the word marketing anymore because it's so overused and it's really general. Well, this is why, like, this is, let, let's just stop there because I, like, I wrote about this in, okay. in the webinar, uh, preview or whatever. Um, so Seth Godin goes over the difference between marketing and, or marketing and advertising in, um, the, he wrote a book called This Is Marketing. It just okay. released. So most people are advertising. Like most people. They're they're screwing up marketing, they're calling it advertising. You know what I mean? Um yes. ma marketing is more with brand and, and branding. Right, right. It's so the, the overall message that of of how you communicate your value to the community. Right. Right. And reach your market. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you, you know, I was talking in the beginning, we want to, in, personally, I want to avoid the people who are expecting me to advertise for them. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, because like, it's, it's, it's too, um, personally, I think that you need to advertise yourself to do it most effectively. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think the expectations that a lot of people put on advertising, um, first of all, they don't see it as an investment. They see it as a, as an expense and coming from that perspective an expense and advertising perspective where like, uh, within a 30 day time frame, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's especially with like for us, cause our contracts are month to month. Like it's just, it's too uh, ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. It caters to short-term behavior. Like people talking, you know, I mentioned the price of leads. People talking about price of leads and, and being able to get them for like 200 leads for 500 or, or whatever. You yep. know, it caters to the short-term behavior, to, to, the, to the, the lack of thinking, the opportunistic person. Like, I don't think that that's a, a, a clientele that you can build a business on or, or I mean you could but not a long-term business on you know a lot of people selling these courses that's you know a lot of people making these these advertisings it's funny I, I think some dude he, he was trying to get people to pay him 500 bucks so he could sell them clients 
Like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous how, how um, short-term thinking. Everybody's taking every little weird idea that possibly can be get used as which is supposed to be one teeny iota of your whole plan to build a business. And they're taking that one little teeny thing and building a whole business off of just that one little thing. Or at least saying they are. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I agree with you as far as that you can't be going after the advertising until the time is right. I think a lot of it is just, no, you're not ready for me to, for you to pay me because your expectations, like it's literally because your expectations are flawed right now. Right. I can't, I can't advertise for you. You don't have this in play, but it's also, that's where I'm, you know, and I'm not writing as much as I want to, but I've, I've, I'm, I've got my ideas on paper and I'm starting to expound, expand on them. And it's simply, it's, I'm sick of people say, well, I'm not, you know, the trend out there is to tell people what to do, but they're not telling people how to do it. So like, Everybody, they say, well, to do this, you have to have this in place and you have to have this in place and you have to have this in place. Well, tell me how to do that. How do I get that? Like, that's what you're doing with your websites is you're just showing people like, yes, RDS. you need a website. Here's how to do it. RDS.marketing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. I'm, it's funny because, so I was just watching an interview um, with Rachel Hollis and Tom Bilyeu and, uh, she was talking about like, if you want to know um, what's going on in a, in a self-help person's world, just read their last book. Like if you want to see what problems or str things they're, they're struggling with, just read their last book. Because uh -huh. like self-help books are really, if they're, if they're real, are people write, writing it for themselves? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, and uh, yeah, I think it's because th this goes back to like documenting, don't create. Like I'm, you know, it seems like I'm doing this for other people. But no, mostly I'm just, I'm doing it for myself. You know what I mean? And I think if you operate from that paradigm, especially when it comes to like making content, I think that's the only way to do it and be attractive to other people. Cause I think if you're trying to make it for other people, then you're catering to the majority and that shit is never good. I like that. I mean, that's the way I feel about all the development I'm personally doing to, you know, produce this business yeah like the the things that so you know i quit my job in december um and the things i'm doing now that like i'm seeing success with are, are things that i started learning because i was interested in them like the things i'm building are problems like things that would help solve my problems but just so happens that um you know those other people happen to have those same problems you know what i mean mm -hmm. if i've already solved them then like I can either do it for you or teach you how to do it. Okay. And then giving people, the, giving the people, I like what you're doing about how you're setting up. It's like you're setting people up so that they can do it themselves if they want. And there's no bigger way to get people to trust you. Well, you this know, is proving uh, that you're trustworthy, right. not just trying to get people to trust you. My philosophy is, in all honesty, like, I don't want, to, I don't want any clients. Like <laughs> I don't want, like, I want people to, I think you should have somebody in house that does this. Like I, yeah. I really think you should, you know what I mean? That knows your brain that's constantly working on it. That's doing it every day. But sure. a lot of people just, they can't do that. Like it's too much upkeep or 
whatever. They're not, they're just not there yet. They don't know enough about it to even hire. Like, well, so, it's also that brick and mortar that that fatal mentality of we got to here and that's right. all we want, and right. then they're coasting right from there and they're really are when are you implementing anything to make sure to and and but but there's also this old school mentality overlapping from the day where you just had to go to college and then you got a good job and you have that good job and by golly that job is going to take care of you and your family for the rest of your life and that mentality is this you got there and once you get there it's yours. It's that entitlement. You got there. Now it's yours. You're entitled to it. And it's always going to be there. Someone younger than you, fresh out of college is going to come in and tell you how to market. Um, Well, and so that is a fatal mentality because we all know that everything that works at one point doesn't continue to necessarily keep working. So that's technology. Yeah. Yeah. But even in business without, I mean, it's probably technology related, but a brick and mortar store opens, it's successful from 1970 to 1995. And then all of a sudden sales decline. And by 2002, they're out of business. Right. But yet they have 30 years of success. You know what I noticed? So you know how (laughs) to me, they got lucky. (laughs) Right. That's exactly it. Like (laughs) people put their, uh, their franchise on a high traffic road so that you like <laughs> you know like how about you just bring the traffic to you man like or just understand that the the trend that is making you successful now will like do you really want to risk your your consistency and your safety on the world being the same tomorrow like no come on it's the one thing that we have for sure is that the world is going to be different tomorrow so why not always be developing your processes your plans your marketing your advertising how you make your sales so that you can adapt when the it's necessary or lo and behold if you do that stuff you can actually grow but you have to take risks you have to open a new store you have to hire more people you have to you know, before you can open that other store, you have to hire enough people to be in this store. Yeah. And then, no, I get it, man. I'm like, I, would, I don't think I would have been able to successfully build a business in the 80s or the, the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, know. I don't think like, it's, it's too much manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, that's why, that's why you and I will be. One of the videos I want to do real soon is just to. I got to, I realize I need to do an intro. Like right. the biggest thing that distinguishes me uh, uh, from the others in my field is that I'm, I, I'm not always on, I mean, I am always on the computer these days, but I didn't like, I didn't grow up making my business on the computer. I grew up making right. my business out in the field. Right. You know, yeah, and now that's... I've decided to come back to the computer and sit here and help other people who are out there do this part, you know, and yeah. that's w- well, you with can, you. I want to bring you to them. You can do it more effectively. Like you can do the, the outside stuff more effectively because it's the same thing on the computer. You can do that more effectively because you've had, like you understand people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you understand how to interact with them. And like the online mentality is not, you know, I'm, I have yeah. to teach myself this. Like, the online mentality of interacting with people, like just DMing them and, and saying, Hey, like, <laughs> or like, Hey bro, like that stuff doesn't work. You know what I mean? And 
I mean, it, it might, <clears throat> this is why I talk about like, you know, you can sell a, a course to an entrepreneur by DMing them and say, Hey man, what's up? Um, yeah. But that's not going to get a client. It's like, it's not, no. it's, it's not, I'm not going to get a realtor by doing that or a lawyer or a, exactly. a brick and mortar or a contractor. These people need, and, and that's where I, what I want to bring to this online industry is you're never going to catch me saying, forget about that networking, that networking stuff where you go and meet a bunch of business owners face to face. That's dead. That'll <laughs> never work anymore. Like, no, that's bullshit. That is yeah. still super valuable. We're like, saying anything is dead. Yes. There's like, why th say old school, like old school sales behaviors is insult are, are insulting, but face-to-face -face sales isn't dead. No, no. And you know, dude, this is where it's like, it's kind of weird because the content, especially the algorithms and like what the audience is interested in is they want to see that something is dead. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, like, they oh, yeah, want, no, it, feeds your, it makes you feel, Oh, I knew I was right. Well, not only that, but they, <laughs> they want to know like, Hey, something's dead. Like it, like saying something is dead. Like what's dead? You, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> like, it's you, <laughs> It's that like headline, yeah, that it's completely gossipy. And that headline will attract way more attention than um, network network marketing events are not dead. Like, or, or, or like how to properly uh, mark, like network with somebody at a live event. Like man goes to networking lunch and meets people. Right. Right. Like that's, it's not, it's not hypey. There's no excitement around it, you know? Um, and we well, just, that's, and that's catering too, because people don't want to, you know, look, the mass of people don't want to work. They don't want to be, they don't want to take risks and they don't want to do any more work than they're going to get paid for. But right. those aren't our clients. Like we have to funnel through all of that and find the people who do want to do more work because they want more out of life. Yeah. You can't, if you're not, you know, advertising isn't, it, it is an investment, but it's a long-term game because a real company is willing to lose money to acquire a new customer. Not that's breaking. Why, that's not why breaking. I think it's marketing. Yeah. Because in, in, when you're thinking about advertising, um, you're, I don't think that people, that advertisers or people who are starting advertising campaigns are like even thinking um, I'm going to like, this is how much I'm willing to spend to get a customer. They're they're thinking, how much can I spend to get this much back? Like, this yes. is how much return right. on investment. Right. And, and that's like, not what we're interested in. Like, well, because it's, know, it, it's hard to convince someone of that, especially like when you're using direct marketing to try and get them. Um, but these platforms I'm noticing now um, really cater more towards long, like brand, like long-term, you know, this is why Gary Vee says like the qua quantity of content is way more important than the quality, you know? Cause like if people are seeing your stuff regularly, then you're going to get in their minds, you know? 
and like on Facebook, especially running ads on Facebook, like it's hard to do if nobody knows who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot easier to market to an audience that's already aware of your brand. You know, like, well, that's like, the, I always said the trick to sales is getting somebody to think about you when you're not sitting in front of them. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. And then so, show them that, you know, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, I mean, that's why TV commercials did so good because like people didn't have a choice. They had to watch them. <laughs> I think we're getting to that old dichotomy word here where it's like, if somebody comes to, you know, we have to spread our message and our message is that we have the tools that can help you grow your business. Not we have the tools that will grow your business. Right. Because we have the tools that help you grow your business. You still got to answer the phone when the lead calls in. You still got to pick up the phone to call the prospect and make the sale. Like you still have to, uh, you know, write some content. You still have to do all these other things. You still have to run the business. Like it's not just close the business up and have the leads come in. So I, I think that's a lot of it also is like they want, there's that expectation of, like, here's the money, send me a prospect. But it's like, it's just, if they don't have all the other pieces of the puzzle to build a brand, then that's not going to work. All, or it'll just be really expensive. Right. Yeah, man. Like, But it's that, that dichotomy of when they really, really want the advertising, we have to say, whoa, wait a second, you're not ready to advertise. And then when they don't you know but on the other hand i i know that like people so skylight roofing for example i i personally i don't like the name skylight roofing because it's confusing i've had yeah. literally had people ask me so you guys only do skylights <laughs> i'm like oh what do i say to that and then it's like well so anyways if i skylight were to roofing, rent, not just skylights yeah but so Ideally, I would like a better name so that it's easier to brand. Yeah. <laughs> I was just at, the, at that tagline. <laughs> what what did you say? Not, ju not just skylights. Like, I would just add that tagline. Just not just skylights. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I brought that up because people get really, really emotionally attached to the brand that they've started and began right. to build. And they get really emotionally because we're all pro I mean, me too. I mean, I love this logo, you know, but I also know that as soon as it's time to change that logo, we're going to change the logo, you know, like it's not yeah. going to be the logo forever. And there's going to be a time where it's advantageous to rebrand. Um, yeah. It's, but it's hard when people see, see it like their baby or, they or see it like their baby. Yeah. Like, uh, or, you know, that's why it's even harder when people put their name on a fucking business, e even though I did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, well, and then my own then, name, like my initials. Yeah. Well, and then they brand. So they choose this as the name and they brand it and they do all these things to share their, you know, share their business. And then they're successful and they start making money. And it's like, they're, they, you, we all do this. We attach what we did to why we're successful now. Right. It's like, I am successful because I 
did this logo. It's like, no, you did the logo and you're successful because you kept talking to people over who said no until they eventually said yes and then they bought something. Yeah, you That's can, you can do that with anything. It's not, it's not um, <clears throat> I think Jordan Harbinger calls it the sunk cost fallacy. Like, like they think about what got them there, what they put into it, and they think that's that's the only thing, you know, that's going to get them forward. And actually, in reality, it's the, the complete opposite. Like, that thing is not going to get you forward. And chances it, are you're going to start losing money pretty soon. because It's you, you add, adding things to that while it's yeah. still working is what moves you forward. Adding things to it before it wears after it wears out, that just keeps you – yeah, it's like, um, you know, when you think about how, like, the Egyptians moved the pyramids, like, off of those fucking, like, rollers or whatever. Like, you move yeah. something on a and you pick it up and then fucking bring it to the front, like, the, the log. You just keep picking it up and bring it to the front as the thing moves forward. Like, yep. you got to keep recycling the, the parts. You, you know? need new rollers. But people think, like, I, I'll be honest, I thought about it like this, too. Like, I, I thought it was just a, a one-trick game, you know, like, like, if you learn SEO, like, oh, that's it. Like, you're done. I know SEO. <laughs> yeah, so, so I started with Facebook ads because I, I was told Facebook ads. Like, but dude, you can't build. I mean, you could, like, supposedly Wish did it, you know, but like somebody like me, you can't just build a business on Facebook. Like, if you don't have any money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you don't, if all you have is the internet, like, you're not going to build, you can try, but you're not going to. This this is my my problem with the people that do like Herbalife or the network marketing or whatever, and yeah. they do it on their personal page, and you know they're they're DMing everybody that they're friends with and stuff like that. It's like, man, this is why you're not successful. Like, like you like I understand what you're doing. You know what I mean? But you're you're doing it from a like a face down mentality like you're not looking up you're not looking at the options you're not looking at what's available you're just trying to trying to get something well and, and, like, and avoiding any take avoid taking every opportunity possible to avoid rejection and having to work yeah which yeah. which work is getting rejected and then doing it again anyways right that's work. right yeah, I mean, that's hard, man. Like, super hard. I, like, I get it. You know, I, it's, I might sound like I'm talking shit, but like, I understand the mentality. I only like just recently migrated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but I, I think it has a lot to do with being successful. Like, like understanding that uh, Tom Billy says that his mentor said, you know, you're coming to the world with your hand out. Like, like understanding that <laughs> or Andy says, um, <clears throat> like, you shouldn't just love yourself. Like, <clears throat> like you shouldn't just respect yourself. Like, like you haven't fucking done anything to, to have value. Earn your, earn your, yeah. When you're feeling bad about yourself, what have you done to like there's Yeah. There's probably a fucking reason. You know what I mean? You probably yeah. haven't done shit. Yeah. You're supposed to feel like shit. If all you've done for the last week is sit there and play video games. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it, like for me, so I have PTSD and I have like a baseline level of anxiety that's, you know, like outrageous for most people. Like if they had to deal with it, they'd go to a loony bin. Um, but for me, that anxiety and then like the, the, um, the high quality of like my high bar, um, like some people might think that that's too much 
you know what I mean? Like, or like, cause for them it would be, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, but for me, that's what I need to do in order to have respect for myself. If I'm not hitting my, my fucking top bar every time, you know what I mean? If I'm not like, if I'm not going to failure, like every single time, even if my failure is only one, like mm-hmm. if I'm not or in pushing through failure, you know what I mean? Then, then I'm going to like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to respect myself, yep. you know? And so everybody has like a different bar. And, and I don't think like Gary Vee talks about like, don't look at what I do. Like everybody has their own thing and you got to go out and find that. But you, you need to make sure that like, <clears throat> if you're doing that thing, you're not fucking off with it and, and, and yeah. getting like gratification because people are liking your shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it takes a long time. Like, it takes a long time. First, you got to even become aware that that's a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then having the humility to, to be being able to acknowledge it's a problem and solving it. You know, like, most people aren't willing to humble themselves that way. Like, say, I was wrong. I'm an idiot. Like, this oh, is yeah. the way to be doing things. You know what I mean? It like, hurts. It hurts to say I'm wrong. <laughs> it, like, hurts inside the yeah, of man. the chest yeah man <laughs> yeah it's, it's but it's also know, invigorating and uh uh freeing like frees your soul <laughs> right in the in the data gen he says that the master wants nothing you know like i'm like an idiot my mind is so empty like you know the the buddhists say life is suffering life is suffering because you have expectations and wants and all this stuff you know Mm -hmm. like if you can just learn to always do your best like it sounds cheesy but like everything in everything you can't can't do better always but you can always do your best it's something it's an attainable goal and people think like oh i did my best on this thing you know what i mean and it's like okay but did you do your best like getting ready for it did you do your best like when you woke up that morning did you do your best when you were getting when you were like cooking your 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 lunch or your breakfast that like for that morning like did you do your best like dishes are you a hundred like when i do my dishes i'm a hundred percent sure that they're always they're clean and they're still not you know once in a while i'm still gonna make a mistake but i did my best like i don't ever just go through my dishes I can't, I I can't can't do it. I can't do it. I think for me being an employee, that was my biggest pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve. It's hard out there in the world. Especially if you're somebody who always does their best because you get recognized as that. And then you get the extra work you're expected to, you know what I mean? Like, so so you're ready for a real challenge. Right. Cause that ain't nothing. Wait till you have employees. Because I, I don't believe if a business is built on employees always doing their best, then you got a horrible business. It's about to tank and you probably should quit because it's not the way the world works. Like it's okay for other people to not do the be- their best. Well, that's, that's why, you know, Andy did that one podcast where he's like, you guys got to understand that most people don't think the way you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. and actually like, like there's probably out of a room of a hundred people, one other person that thinks the way you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's not wrong. Like 
No, it's wrong. It's not wrong. The world turn. It's okay for people to just have a nine to five job. I mean, I think that's very admirable. I think it's admirable to have kids, you know, dude, I think it's admirable to show up to work in my opinion. Like, yeah. You don't have to nope. you know what I mean? So, and, and like, there's no one saying that you need to work your absolute, like, unless they fucking write it in the terms when they hire you, you don't, no one says you have to work your hardest, you know, you, you have to operate at a hundred percent. You know, this is my biggest pet peeve with UPS when I was an employee, they would count, they, they, they counted like they had the movement that it takes to load a box. They had yep. it broken down into what they called like mules, M U L like, like a thousand different mules added up to a box being loaded. Oh, and, so they knew the work, the literal work energy uh, right. needed to get something right. done. And they right. measured you guys by how much work energy you expended. By the minute, by the minute. <laughs> and, well, and they would. But, so, I mean, I wouldn't want to be one of those people, but I still, that's like, I still can't blame a business for trying to create a process right. that gets people to do their best. I, so I worked both sides of that line. I was yeah. an employee, and then because I was one of the best, I got promoted to supervisor. So okay. I had to turn around and start supervising the guys that I was working right alongside of. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I noticed a lot of them when I first started, they didn't work that fast. I'm like, I didn't understand it, but I got it once I became a supervisor is they were setting a baseline for their activity. You know what I mean? So that they can never be looked at like, Hey dude, this is how like, cause they're always acting that way. Yep. No, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's setting your, setting the standards of your operation. I did that once with a buddy when we moved into an apartment in a college town, like on the edge of the college town where they're starting to have normal neighbors. We made sure that at three o'clock in the afternoon, we were out sitting on the porch drinking beer every day for two weeks straight. <laughs> everybody who drove by knew what was what we were so that they weren't surprised right. <laughs> when yeah. they got up at two in the morning <laughs> no i mean so like we still got kicked out though yeah <laughs> you know th this is a long way from from marketing and stuff like that but i think that you know like in order to successfully um market and in, in, in any environment but especially in a digital environment like you need to understand all of the moving pieces like you can't just focus on one gear and try to optimize that gear because it's not like it'll it might work you like you might get some results but the problem is if you get those results then you think you got the results because you optimized that gear and you could have just got results because that gear was turned got lucky right and, you know, the big thing about me, this is why I structure my ad sets the way I do. This is why, like, you know, um, I do one interest per ad set, like, because I don't want any guesswork. Like, this is why I only target one placement per ad set, because I don't want any guesswork. Like, I want, I want to know exactly. This is why I run 100 different ads at once. I, I agree, 100%. All the variables, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I want to be at least aware of them. And I think most people, like, they don't even understand the game they're playing with. So this is, like, this, this doesn't seem like marketing, but it's business 101. It's, 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 like, you have to have this mentality. You need to understand, like, how, how to deal. Otherwise, like, you're, you're not going to – like, accounting is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, understanding HR is great. But if you don't understand, like, how to, how to successfully deal with people, like – 
successfully, like be a leader and get something out of that relationship, then you're never going to be successful in business. Like you might have a business, you know what I mean? But you're not going to, you'll be like everybody else on main street. Mm -hmm. in my so what's the next step here? So I, I made this for every day, uh, but we don't have, it's up to you how often you want to do it. I'm, I'm I mean, actually I do this every day. I don't know that I can sit here and do an hour and a half every day, but I would hey, like to do 15 minutes. No problem. Yeah. And then that this turns into 45 and I'm okay with that too, you know? Right. So I'm thinking, you know, just do like, do this regularly. I'm going to release this because, uh, Zoom records audio specifically, so I'm going to release this as a podcast too. I think okay. just doing this and then like, like you should make a podcast, <laughs> call it, Louis, yep. you know what I mean, Hammer Sport, like whatever. Yep. Um, and then we just release all of, all of our content on, on all of our channels. So that's a question I have for you is, you know, I have a lot of channels and they all have different kind of things going on with them certain types of content in my opinion content should only be released on relevant channels yeah um, you know and, and but i do personally i make some content that is almost relevant to every channel and then i make other types of content that are only relevant to this channel so for me it's different because i'm i'm going off of a personal brand yeah i'm trying to brand myself as the, the guy who does this Yep. Um, but not all my content is marketing specific. So yep. it's, it's a personal choice, man. But I think the most people who know what you're doing, even if they're not interested in it currently, maybe somebody they know is, and they already know you from here. So they trust you. And mm -hmm. I, I, the way I think of it literally as a network, like network mentality and like trees making roots or whatever, like, or um, like uh, your brain, like making new connections, like the only way it makes in, like uh, the only way it, it parses a new connection is if there's an existing fucking connection right there. Like that connection needs to be made and then the electrical signal is sent. So, you know what I mean? Yep. So like, I think just having people in your network, like makes it all good. Like I think yeah. it outweighs um, the irrelevance. Okay. Personally. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I agree. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's make a plan to talk tomorrow. Yeah. So three o'clock work for you. Probably not. Let me check. I, I'm pretty sure I'm doing that shooting tomorrow at, um, noon. I'm pulling up my calendar right now though. How is the audio when I talk nice and quiet? Good, like that? It That's is, good. huh? Okay. I get in that, like, you know, when you're, I get in that, um, sh like I notice when I'm in my car using the audio in the car, I yeah, shout a little bit more because yeah. the thing that's picking up my audio is not next to my mouth. Whereas right. when, I, when I have a cell phone, I talk to the cell phone and it's right here. So I talk a little quieter. Well, a lot of these streaming devices have a volume, uh, like adjuster automatically. Okay. Let's do it like afternoon. 
I'm just. Oh, okay, no, it's fine. My shoot, is, my shoot is at ten to noon, so anytime oh, yeah, that's great. is fine. So let's do. Let's just stick, stick with three. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I put this as a reoccurring, so like for me, it just pops up. Uh, Perfect. Well, I'll confirm that with you every day. Yeah, man. The yeah. Fire day. I think this is good. Um, I'll start. I'll start making like topics I want to cover. Yeah, like me too. Because <laughs> yeah. I think we'll. The, what's really great about this is we b both have a different point. We have education, different types of education, but we're focused on the same thing. But we have different points of view. That's going to help us. If you can explain something to me, you're probably explaining something to a lot of other people at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why we're releasing this. Yes. <laughs> Do you, um, um, so I, I have a, I have just a YouTube channel right now. That's just my name. Um, and I will start another one. Hammersport marketing one. I'm gonna. Okay. All right. So I've got yeah. my, a, a couple things I got to work on and stuff, but uh, I definitely like a copy of this down the road too, to pop, pop up as well. So yes. So I'll send you a folder. Uh, cause I have a Google drive, so I'll just okay. store this in the Google drive. Once it's done processing it, I'll send it to you later tonight. Yeah. No rush. Um, All right, man. cool. And I'll be uh, releasing a bunch of rally videos here too. Cause we're making those. I don't know if you checked out the rally video we made for, uh, Instagram, but it's kind of cool. I think some of our best videos because we're finally learning how to, what's your Instagram? tell a story. My Instagram is at lug nut Louie, lug underscore nut underscore Louie, L E W I E. And then at Hammersport underscore racing. Cool. Yeah. Mine is at Riley David for real. Um, pretty much on everything except for YouTube. Then it's just Riley David. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I'll definitely check that out. I'll uh, post it too. Um, oh, thanks. I'm going to get you some more videos that are postable here that like mean something to us as well. So that yeah, was man. just a cool video. little story about rally. So I think this is going to do, I think this is going to do well. Cause it like, for me, it's, it's, I'm able to get my ideas out there, but like my ideas aren't structured at all. You know what I mean? Like they don't come from anywhere, like from a book or anything like that. So yep. yeah, it'll, it'll be good to say like, Oh no, this is my idea. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Nobody awesome, dude. I mean, this this has been great for me personally. So um, I would love to share it with others. And if, if somebody can get a little ounce of value out of all this, other than I'm getting a ton of value myself. Dude, <laughs> so somebody, somebody commented, uh, digital entrepreneur, shout out to digital entrepreneur, commented that he has life insurance on YouTube. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> good, good job, Mr. Digital. So... Right. All right, Riley. Thanks for everything. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Peace. Bye, everybody. Th thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that that episode brought you a lot of value. Um, Lewis and I definitely go out of our way to make sure that the content is extremely relevant and immediately applicable. Um, so, you know, if you like what Lewis and I have to say, um, head on over to rds.marketing and uh, go ahead and get in touch with us. Um, if, you know, you, we, <laughs> excuse me.
If you're interested in watching us live, uh, we stream live pretty much every weekday, um, either on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Riley David for real. That's R-I-L-E-Y D-A-V-I-D, the number four, R-E-A-L. Um, also, Riley David for real on YouTube as well. If you just search Riley David on YouTube, most likely you'll find me. I've been pumping out content, so um, you should probably see that. Now, I don't have many subscribers on YouTube, so you listeners, please do me a favor. Head on over to YouTube and subscribe, if for nothing else but to give me the vanity metric and the satisfaction that people are subscribing. So, (laughs) um, But also, I I pump out a lot of uh, regular content on YouTube. And that kind of tends to be ahead of this podcast. So if you're trying to get like, if you're really trying to learn, um, if you want some technical tutorials, then go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's where I do all that content there. I also do it on my Facebook channel as well, but I know that um, YouTube actually gives you notifications when you post stuff. Um, So with that, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back with another episode probably tomorrow. Thanks. (laughs) 